Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and uh, this, well, uh, this is the In the Bonus, Bonus Hour podcast, and uh, usually we do a lot of fun stuff, talk some trash, um, find out what's annoying Jason Stewart. I still think we should do that, Jason Stewart. I still, there are definitely things that are annoying you, and we have time to do it. We should do your annoying. Think about that for a second. We'll see. Okay? I want to promote the fact we have an unbelievable list of guests, and... Um, the, if, if you listen to this pod on a daily basis, you know that our um, uh, after this pod is over, it rolls into the radio show. So in the radio show, you'll hear Steve Young. You don't know this, and Steve and I talked a little bit off air, Jay Stu, but this is a real thing. My sister, and, and every time I see him, like I don't know if I should bring it up, but he remembers. He's got a great memory. So... My sister and Steve went on a date once, but it's actually a really, really, really good story. You get you, you ready for it? Okay. So I, I think it was like Battle of the Network Stars. Do you remember that show? Um, and they had they had football players. It was Steve Young was on one team, Jerry Rice was another, and I don't I it might have been Bill Romanowski on another team. And uh, it was like a you know, a quasi like non football sports competition, summer show and my sister was on it and she actually won a motorcycle um so at some point in time steve was single at the time 
And I think Steve asked her out to go to dinner, and later on they went to dinner. And the the things that I know that I was I was told about the date was he had a Jeep. Like that was the, like one of the things. Like what did he pick up in? He had a Jeep. Steve Young had a Jeep. Anyway, so to this day, and this that was probably oh my gosh, almost thirty years ago. To this day, every time I see Steve, he's like, "How's your tell your sister I said hi? How's she doing? Whatever." And and I, I'm like sheepish. Do I bring it up because? She ran into him like in an airport. He was with his kids, and she was with her kids, and he was like a couple hundred yards away. She's like, "Do I come up and say hi?" Anyway, he's among the world's great dudes. But the crazy part about the the, the show, Jay Stu, wait, wait till you get this part. Okay, this is a, this is insane. So the same show that she met Steve Young and went on a date with Steve with, she won a motorcycle, but she didn't know how to ride, nor did she care to ride a motorcycle. Right, she won a motorcycle, but can't. So, uh, at the time, she was working for the Raiders, and um, there was a guy who was—he uh, was basically the liaison between the team and Al Davis, and he was in quality control. And when my sister Wendy said, "Hey, I have this motorcycle. It's over on, like, say, like the Fox lot, and somebody's—I got to get it out here to." They were in El Segundo training at the time. Like, I don't even know how to get it here. And so this guy, like, volunteered, like, I know how to ride a motorcycle. I'll go pick it up. I'll, I'll bring it over for you. Do you a solid. He's like, oh, well, I'll buy you lunch. No problem. Okay, first, the guy didn't know how to ride the motorcycle. He did get it to the Raider facility, but that ended up becoming her now ex-husband, right? That, that, was, his, that was his way in. So what's crazy is that she ended up, go, like, you, she dated Steve Young once, um, and, but she ended up meeting her husband because of the same the same show it's crazy right whereas you go on blind date you go on an actual dating show and you got nothing to show for it other than the fact that it was really really funny such is love right that's <laughs> how life works <laughs> such is life not just not just love it never come when you expect it that no. kind of stuff um i will tell you that again this is not usually what we do super week i had so much fun hanging out with Cavino and rich yesterday like, I, I had so much fun hanging out with those guys. And it's really, really interesting that um, when I started in this business in 2002 uh, and I was at ESPN, what was really cool about it is, and I'll kind of paint the picture, it's like almost like a Mayberry. Like, I used to roll up and my show was on at 7 at night and Eric Casilius and his brother had a show that preceded ours. And I would get there sometimes at like, three o'clock because I would have other things to do and like we'd be throwing the football around the parking lot and talking and you know between and I, I have a lifetime friendship with Dan who uh, I end up when I moved up in the dial Dan Dan and Colin used to be used to be Colin and Dan not Dan then Colin like it is now at Fox anyway it was great then because we did all relatively know each other and like each other and get a chance to hang out at times at, at, on campus there and that's kind of what we had last night, right? Where you got me, you, Cavino, Rich, uh, Dan Beyer. And uh, we were talking, I mean, I can't believe the things that you and they had to say about our bosses. I had only good things to say about our bosses. I mean, it was, I, I was just, I was like, thank God there's no recordings of what you're saying about people that, you know, are going to be able to decide whether or not you work for a living. Um, I'm kidding, of course. No, but it was, a, it was a good time. And it's one of the things about the Super Bowl, which... Having done this now, this is the 11th time, I, I look forward to. It's like our reunion for all media people. 
And most of us have come across each other during some time in life, and now we're in a different place, and we get to catch up. And it, it really is like a, like a media, radio, TV reunion. We all have, like, I don't know, I'm sure you have more than I do, but we all have work acquaintances. We both know a ton of people. But to actually have these moments where we could sit down and actually know the people and meet the people and know their families, that's, that's the best part of Super Bowl. And I do have to say this for our listeners. Uh, Doug picked up the bill. Very generous. Um, I mean, he might expense it, but it was very generous. I had at least three martinis. I mean, it was just, it was, it was great. Uh, we put it on the Underhill account, right? That's what we do. We put it on the Underhill account. <laughs> do people know when I say Underhill account, do they know uh, what that I is? I hope so. I hope nobody ever forgets that one. If, if you were going to re- I actually know the answer to this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you your, the question. If you remake Fletch, who stars as Fletch? If you remake Fletch, who stars as Fletch? Well, they just remade it. They did? John Hamm was Fletch. Oh. Who just remade it? It's out? Yeah, John Hamm. Thank Hamm's you very much, Fletch. Sammy. Thank you. And it's, I where can I watch it? I have not I have not seen it because I kinda don't want to. I the first I one thought, is so I thought, pristine. I thought Vince Vaughn should be Fletch. He would be great too. I think Vince Vince Vaughn should yeah. be Fletch. Wait, so there's a there's a move wait, there's a new Fletch? <laughs> it came out maybe uh, after COVID or something. Yeah. Oh, 2022 Fletch John Ham. Sammy, you're not going to sing for us, are you? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> uh, yeah. What are we doing here for rot? How many Rotten Tomatoes? Six point five. Man, Fletch, huh? I had no idea. I do like John Ham. I don't want to say it. I don't. The first one's too important to me. I don't uh, want to do uh, anything to taint that. That is, uh, that is Fletch. All right, coming up on the podcast, uh, Derek Brooks will join us. I've known Derek for a long, long, long time. We'll talk about his Super Bowl win, his pick six, but also some of his good works off the field. I think you'll love my discussion with uh, Patrick, uh, excuse me, with Kendrick Bourne, of the, formerly of the New England Patriots. He's a free agent. He tore his ACL this year. He was having a career year before he, before he hurt his knee. Um, Will Goldston, Justin Pugh. Brees Hall and Quincy Williams are going to join us. Uh, plus, Dahani Jones, one of the one of the brightest, most enjoyable guys when he played. Now done playing. Wait to hear what he's doing with at-risk kids uh, in a restaurant in Dallas. It's pretty cool. That's all. That's upcoming here in the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. It's just an honor to be joined by a guy who's not only a Hall of Famer on the field but also off the field. Of course, he's the former. Uh, Walter Payton, Man of the Year in the NFL, and he has a gold jacket, and he's a Super Bowl <laughs> champion, and he's here on behalf of, yes. of Little Caesars. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, Doug. It's part of our uh, Little Caesar being the official pizza sponsor uh, of the NFL is having a promotion here doing for the Super Bowl called the uh, Pick Six Slices and Sticks Challenge. <laughs> and I, I like this because, you know, this is centered around Defensive performance. Right. The pick six, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, the challenge is for everyone to download the Little Caesars apps, go on, accept the challenge. And once you accept the challenge, now you got to spend a little bit of coin. All right. You got to you got to order it. All right. It's not it's not that expensive. So once you you order it, then you enter into the contest and then you sit back. No matter what team you're rooting for, you root for a defensive player to have a pick six. Uh, in the Super Bowl, and then you're in a chance to win. You know, it's interesting. When you won your Super Bowl, that was one of the last of the blowout games, right? Because yes. when we were when we were kids, Super yes. Bowls were blowouts. Yes. A lot of them were bad games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was in the stands that day in San Diego. When did you know? Like, because obviously, you know, you had Gruden, Gruden knew the offense, right? They had lost their starting center, but it, it felt really early on like you knew, but when did you know, like, we, we got it? You know, it looked that way from, from the outside. And, uh, yes, uh, I always make the point, Doug, when this is brought up to say, Coach Gruden, it wasn't necessarily about him knowing their offense. Coach Gruden knew the personalities of that team and their offensive players. You know, starting with Rich Gannon, Charlie Garner, Jerry Rice, you know, all the way down to, to Porter, the receivers, Tim, Tim Bryan, et cetera. He knew how they would react to certain situations that we presented, and that was our advantage. And we practiced that. Like, hey, let's simulate these environments so you guys will see these reactions and we'll respond on game day. And that's pretty much what happened. Now, early on, you know, our defense was dominating. No, no doubt about it. it. And our offense was scoring because he knew the personality of their defense. But going into halftime, we did not know at any point that this was done. None of us had never been there. You know, we they were the experience, had the experience we didn't. So it was all about, hey, we're coming out 0-0. And true enough, we said that at halftime, the Raiders are going to respond. Let's be ready to handle the wave when they do it. And they came out third quarter, got back into the game, scored, blocked punt, big touchdown by uh, Porter, hell of a catch at the end of the end zone they're coming. I felt that the game was over when I scored. When I had my pick six going in the end zone, that's what I said. Hey, it's done. We're champs. What's that feeling like? To be one of the greatest feelings in sports, if you haven't played football, is when, as a little kid, whatever, you go around the edge and there's just you and grass and the end zone, right? <laughs> and you can just hear your own breath. <laughs> right? You can only hear your own breath. But I don't think anyone, any of us have done it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. What's that feeling like? I was just telling myself, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't <laughs> fall. Uh, that's about, I, I got it. As soon as I saw the play happening, I broke. I said, you know, my mind was like, I got him. I got him. You know, that's me. T- I got I got Rich Gannon. I got him. So when I caught it, it was, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> don't fall. Don't fall. So I got in the end zone, man. And, and then uh, my teammates, you know, started jumping on me. I started using some other words to tell them to get off me because I couldn't breathe. But I got up, man, great feeling. Uh, once I got up, holding that ball up, looked at that scoreboard, I knew then that we were going to be champs. Um, you've accomplished a lot of amazing things off the field as well. And mm-hmm. obviously your yearly trips to, to Africa are well-documented and mm-hmm. all of the good works that you've done uh, throughout mm-hmm. the country, especially in your hometown. Um, how did you find time to balance that? Be- because you were, mm-hmm. you were still doing that while you were playing and you were a great player. How did you find the ability to balance that? It, it, because it was a priority, uh, Doug. When Toast Dungey took over this football team back then in 1996, it was all about, hey, we're going to go serve the community. That's what this this is going to be about. We're going to win our fair share of games, but we're going to be a team that the community can be proud of us. So they're proud of us no matter what that school board says. And we do enough of those, we'll never lose a game because we win it in the game of life. Coach Dungy instilled that into us very, because we were young, impressionable, talented, but he directed that in that way. And that's the approach that I've always taken. So because it's been a priority, I've always had that support structure, starting with Coach Dungey, even when Coach Gruden became 
head coach as a leader. Matter of fact, Coach Gruden, he would get on me more if he saw or felt I wasn't doing what I needed to do in that part because he felt that was such a big part of my leadership of the team. Man, he, he was on me harder than what Coach Dungey was just in terms of serving the community. So it's a, it was a priority, still is, you know, a priority now with my partnership with Mr. DeBarlow and, and the high school that we own. So Deborah Sherry's, man, we're, we're still influencing kids and youth through the, through the uh, realm of education. You guys never got back, right? Yeah. That's the, the crazy part about the Chiefs is that they, they keep coming, keep being able to come back here. Lots of teams have made it, and you guys were dominant, and you won one, and you still had a good bit of the core. Oh, yeah, we did. And there's yes. Hall of Famers littered throughout it. Yeah. Why is it so difficult to come back? Well, I think for us, what the lesson I learned is we never went back to the bottom of the mountain, and we should have. We thought we were staying at the top and defending versus we're at the bottom of the mountain and we're climbing. We never, it never clicked with me personally or even our team and probably halfway into the season. And now we now once it clicked, we go on a five-game winning streak and have to depend on other teams, yada, 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 and miss the playoffs. That's why I think it's so hard. So when teams win, I think now the mentality is so we understand that. And a lot, Doug, does not go into enough credit to these two teams that they're just – two years ago they're back here again so yeah. the climb to get back here a lot of people not giving these two I mean they're talking about the game itself but to your point man to go through the grind again and stay in it and I think both teams even though they've gone through some changes Kansas City has been able to keep 15 87 95 they're still there San Francisco has been able to evolve since that team that they had. Sure. The system, more playmakers, dynamic play calling, defense. I think 49ers' defense is a lot better now than they were in the first matchup. So I think just give credit to those guys for being able to go through that evolution and re not reinventing themselves, but making that climb again. Okay, so the, the, the pick six for slices and sticks, what happens if, if, if there's well, a pick here's, six? Well, here's the thing I, I want to happen is I want a defensive player to win the MVP Ooh. and win the MVP. Nick Bosa probably would have won it a couple years ago, and then obviously the fourth quarter now, happened. But, but now I got to I got to put my marketing hat on, right? Okay. I want them to win it by a pick six. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now I check all those boxes, and our little Caesar's happy. I'm happy. A defensive player will win it, and uh, obviously uh, I ain't gonna say obviously, but I am picking the 49ers to win. So if one of those linebackers, you know. You know, either Fred or Dre win it, then I'd be even be super, even super more excited because the linebacker did it. Uh, Dre Greenlaw gets it. Nobody's catching him. Same thing with Fred. Same thing with, <laughs> well, with, with Fred Warner. I'm trying to last week when he had, you know, had the picks. I'm like, Dre, it's situational football. Get down. Yes. Get down. What are you trying to get down? What are you trying to do? Get he was down, trying to win. Man. He was trying to win the MVP. <laughs> he was trying to get the, the pick six challenge from 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 Little Caesars. <laughs> I appreciate your time as always. Oh, oh, and I, can I give you some flowers too, man? I love listening to you, man. You're all over it, college basketball. Uh, I want you. Hey, I want you. Here's my dark horse. Okay. USF. 
South Florida? Yes. I, I, I mean, they, Amir, Amir is a great they, dude. You, you want to talk about a guy who fits in line with how you live your life and doing the right things yes. off the court as well? Mm-hmm. Amir's a dude. Man, he is. He's got. He's got us excited down there in Tampa. Another another comeback win last night against Charlotte. Hey, I saw there are people we, in the building too. Yeah, we go to, exactly. We're the third. We look exactly. We're there. We're robbing. So, USF man, just. Just keep your eye out for All right, us. That's, that's a good tip. Derek, you're the best, man. I appreciate right. you joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much for Little Caesars for letting us have Derek Brooks for a minute. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, what does he know about a Super Bowl? Well, he played in the Super Bowl with the Niners against the Chiefs and, of course, plays for the Patriots now. He's Kendrick Bourne. He joins us here in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. We're having a little um, ACL discussion here, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so, and I, and I again, like, if the, you seem like you're in a good place about it. So if, uh, if it's bringing up a bad memory you don't want to talk about, I get it. But, okay, so take me through. So, okay, I'll take you through my, my – so right. again, this is old man basketball, <laughs> right? And I, I, I started to get competitive, and I was just like, I'm just going to shoot threes. Yeah. And then the guy started getting up on me. I went by him, and then I tried to do one of those, like, jump stop and go over the top of a guy, and I just heard my knee pop. And oh. I was – I think I was most upset that I wasted an ACL tear <laughs> on a shitty adult league game. Really? Right? Like, like – you did it in an NFL game, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. If doing it in the Super Bowl, like OBJ last year, or was it two years ago in the Super Bowl, like, that's cool. Yeah. Right? That, there's something kind of heroic about it. <laughs> Nothing heroic about being in your 40s and tearing your ACL. How, how, how did you do yours? It's funny. So you say, you know, you wasted it on, like, a basketball game. Yeah. I, I was mad I did it on um, grass. Yes. I wish I did it on turf, turf. so I could, you know, kind of de- keep the debate going about that. But I, uh, I actually got tackled, man. I was 39. And uh, we were losing, man, to Miami. And I caught, I caught like an out route right before the line. And I kind of came back downhill to catch the ball. And uh, the guy kind of just twisted me. Eli Apple, he twisted me. I tried to turn up field to get the first down, and he kind of twisted me down. And like you said, George popped. I heard the pop, and it was, it was just excruciating. I've never experienced it before my first time. Obviously, I got hurt in uh, eighth grade. I uh, fractured my tibia before, but that was my first big injury. When you got hurt in eighth grade, it was football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> Fractured my tibia. Same kind of thing. Got twisted. My foot got planted, and I got twisted up. Tackle. Funny, man. So it's just an unfortunate thing, man. So what goes through your mind? You're laying there on mm-hmm. the field, mm-hmm. and like this is it's a whole different deal. Like you're in a super competitive sport, yep. right? This is your job. Your body is everything, mm-hmm. and you realize you probably tore your ACL. Yes. What 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 do you recall about those moments? when they're tending to you uh, it's, it's so funny man so now i replay the play all the time like man why he didn't just push me out of bounds right and an announcements but in the moment i was just like i knew it popped i knew i was hurt i knew i was done i just like never felt a pain like that so i, I knew i'm done and so i was able to walk off the field which was encouraging so i'm like okay it might just be mc it might just be something light you know got in the locker room and it was just it got sore and sore yeah, and uh, swole up. so just just was very disappointed i was having a great year i was on my way to having my best year so that was the hard part and it was just an unfortunate situation you know it's interesting that no one points that out about the patriots offense right mm-hmm. no one has said and and i i'm i'm only and i'm not saying it just to defend the patriots i said this about <laughs> cliff kingsbury right yeah. when when arizona went to the playoffs we we're like well they were terrible in the playoffs like yeah well deandre hopkins didn't play Exactly. You know, like if you lose one of your two or three biggest weapons, you're a different football team. Yes. How much did the Patriots change after you got hurt? Um, so like the statistic was that I kept leading the team at receiver. But, you know, I don't really look at it like that, man. I think it was opportunity for those guys to get better, man. Um, 
I think everything happens for a reason. I really think like that. So for me to go down, it was for somebody's opportunity to show itself. So as a you know veteran, it was a blessing that I got injured in year seven instead of year one. I think I'd be really, you asked me how I was through the moment. Um, if I was in year one, I'd probably be like traumatized, maybe like in a, a different person because I haven't built a resume. Sure. So to get hurt in year seven, you know, I got a little resume behind me, a little um, people know me. So it, it was kind of it wasn't OK for me to get hurt, but it was OK because I was a seasoned vet. So it was an opportunity for the young guys. But um, I think they definitely missed my presence. Um, OK, let, let's let's get to this game because you played in this game. Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember about playing Super Bowl? Um, I remember. I led the team in receiving yards, which was funny. Um, I actually got a story. So, <laughs> so the the meeting before the game, um, you know, I was like the third third receiver. This Kyle, the, the night before the game. The night before the game, we had a, we had a team meeting. Okay. You know, going over the last few details Saturday night, and uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's like he's like born. I don't know for some reason, the way this game might play out, you might be the MVP of the game, and. And it was just crazy to hear, man. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of like, think I'm dreaming. I'm like, bro, MVP, this is crazy. And But he was so serious. And the way the game played out, like I told you, I led the team in receiving. But, you know, Jimmy's game and how it went, it was, it was rough. It, he, he didn't make some of the right reads, but the way the game should have played out, I honestly felt like I should have been an MVP. Okay, so, 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 let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk, I, so let's talk about Jimmy because first half, you guys are killing him. Yes. Nobody can block Bosa. No. I mean, he's just an animal. Mm. Uh and then it started to get tight, and then Jimmy, there was a couple. I mean, I think the, was it Emmanuel Sanders in the end zone? Yep, yep, the last one. So so we'll work our way uh, to some <laughs> yeah, of the other yeah. ones. All right, all right, all but, again, help the layman out, okay? okay? You're the expert. We're the layman. What I was told is, like, that's a throw where, you know, you've been waiting all game. It's an explosive, mm -hmm. and you only get a couple shots a game. But the big thing was it wasn't that he missed. It's that he missed long. And you're supposed to, if you're missed, miss short. Yes. Right? Because then there's PI or you can come back and get it. Is that fair? Yes. It's very fair. So it, I think it was a buildup of the whole game. So he was missing certain reads, missing things. So if he would have hit certain points in the game before that throw, like uh, Kittle on the third down when we were up 10 and a couple other throws. Yeah, Kittle was, yes, I remember you, that you throw. Yes. That. I, I was thinking. Was wide yes. open. Yes. So he missed that throw because it was just, I don't know how he felt inside. He wasn't confident. So, you know, that confidence goes down. It, it's tough. So, I mean, I think that's why you missed. Okay, so is it is it too big a statement to say, I, I'm sure you guys didn't bail on Jimmy, okay? But the coach is like, mm, mm, that ain't going to work. Yeah, yeah. It just it wasn't the right fit. I, I, Jimmy had a great – he has a great career still. He's still playing. I love the guy, man. I honestly do. But uh, with Kyle and him, I think it just it just wasn't time no more. You see Brock now and how he's doing it. I think that's that's a better fit for the the, the duo that they are. Okay, but but Brock is he's little. He doesn't have a huge arm. Yeah. Now he does make plays with legs, and he's really really accurate. I guess the question, like you're looking across at the other dude, and the other dude's like literally checks every box. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mahomes can make every throw. Can run. Is big. Exactly. Can can put it wherever it needs to be put. Super bright. Tough. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It, does Brock have enough of the tangibles yeah. to win this game? I think uh, the big thing about Brock is he doesn't, pay, he doesn't pass the eye test. So, you know, the eye test in the NFL is big, how you look, how you seem, uh, everything. And so he definitely doesn't have everything Patrick has, but I think I like the underdog story. So that's, that's what I'm going with. But um, he just has to make the right, the right reads. He has to make – there can't be any mistakes. 
So Patrick can make mistakes and still win. I don't think Brock can make as many mistakes. He probably can make a couple, but that's going to be the difference. I know it's been a minute since you've been there, mm -hmm. but one of the cool things about NFL teams, NBA teams, is there's a lot of other people that people don't recognize. Give me somebody who you're, you want the Niners to win the Super Bowl, not for the stars, but for that's my dude. That's my he's equipment guy, coach, somebody who's there who when you were there, you're like, man, I really like that guy. I hope he, I hope he does well. Honestly, Kyle Shanahan. I seriously say that. He gave me my first opportunity, not just a, you know, a cliche answer, but he, he really gave me first opportunity, and he taught me a lot. So, And he's been struggling. I don't think he's won a Super Bowl yet. Uh, obviously, he's had two no. losses. So um, I would love to see him win. You know, He's always in Coach of the Year uh, polls and all that stuff. So uh, it would be dope to see him win, man, and get Former that. wide receiver at Texas, <laughs> by, by the way. Okay, so to this point, you played on Bill Belichick's last team. Mm, wow. Right? I didn't really. I mean, think about that. Like, right? Like, yeah. like, um, what was? What's the experience like playing for him? Um, it was awesome, man. It taught me a lot. Um, same thing I say about Kyle. They go down um, in my in my special people Hall of Fame in my heart, man. They you know they helped me change my life. Bill Belichick gave me my first contract. You know he believed in me, so uh, I got a special place in his, in my heart for him, man. And uh, just everything he taught me from being detailed and. And I became a better player and a better person in life because of that man. And he has so much knowledge and wisdom, so that's why. So what's the, what's next year look like for you? So I'm just going into free agency, man, seeing what's going to happen. You know they're going to use my knee against me and probably see a lot of one-year deals, prove-it deals. But uh, I'm looking for a multi-year deal. I want to grow with the team. I want to help build um, something that is going to be great later on. I've been through... Uh, with the Niners, I've been through kind of a rebuild with them, and then they, you know, we, they reached a dynasty kind of mode, and I feel like the Patriots going through went, a re, went through a rebuild with me, and me being there, and so they might take off. So I, I don't want to miss that because I'm I'm missing the Niners right now. I'm missing the dynasty. They went to the so okay. So so so, so so help me out. Let's say the money is relatively the same. Okay. There's one that's a complete rebuild, and they got mm. young wide receivers. You're supposed to be the vet, and it's maybe a two-year deal. Mm. There's a a Prove it uh, on a team that's a playoff caliber team, okay. right? But you probably have to be a number three, mm. right? Um, and then, uh, and then there's like the there's an opportunity that has more money for one year, okay? Okay, but you don't love the system. Mm. How do you how do you balance that? Like, do you just go most money? Do you just go? best culture do you, like how do you how do you balance it? that's a great question and a great like way to break it down because that's some of the things we players deal with so right. I, it's the money is always appealing because the money is it's going to set up my life so if i go to the money but for me it's not all about the money i'm kind of like jalen hurts i want to win championships money is cool but but championships are better like right. that is a great statement because i want the whole bundle so if if, if it's a three-year and i can get a good amount of money yeah. a solid team and be able to have a role, a good role, I'll take that. But if it's a one-year, um, a lot of money, but I don't, you know, I don't, I might, I might not be there next year. I don't know. So I want the whole bundle package. Right. Every, everybody wants everything, but the <laughs> yeah. problem is it usually doesn't present exactly. itself that way. Exactly. Itself. You back running? Um, no. So I'm not running yet. Um, I've been doing a lot of rehab. Uh, I can, I can, I can actually run. It's the stopping. Yes. So I haven't ran yet. How, how, how far out are you? Five months out of certain. Okay, yeah, because yeah. you know, you, I, I don't know, I'm sure you've researched this thing. There's that like two to four months where the ligament dies and then regenerates, right? And yeah. That's the danger zone. You're out of the danger zone now. So yes. you're back. 
Exactly. So my PT's been doing good, man. We've been on a consistent schedule. It's tough, man. It's tough. It's a different kind of work ethic for me, man. And just being patient with my knee. I just had a newborn, so I'm being patient with my newborn. Yeah. And it's teaching me a lot. So I love the challenge. What's of the baby's it. name? Uh, Kavia Milani Born. Kavia Milani Born. Right, born January it. 19th. Uh, how'd you come up with Kavia? Um, so my name starts with a K, and my wife's name starts with a V, and we just. I guess uh, via via uh, Fox Sports, baby. We, uh, <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to you and your wife. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, we'll see you in a football field next Thank year. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. 
Good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Charlie Show here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Justin Pugh, kind of to stop by. His uh, life going kind of full circle, right? Starts with the Giants, goes off to Arizona, makes a bunch of money, comes back. Now he's... Now, now he's back in the slog of it with the, with the Giants. He's joined us on behalf of Love Sack. Let's let's get that out of the way because the Love Sack is actually a super cool, comfortable, like furnishing thing. Did you did you get the whole setup at the house? Yeah, got the whole setup at the house. Obviously, it all started when I said straight off the couch playing on Sunday night football. They're like, "Well, what couch were you sitting on?" I was sitting on a Love Sack. <laughs> so the partnership was born. The the Long brothers helped facilitate it. So I got to give a shout out to them. And they're coming out with the new Stealth Tech. It's like a, a couch where you sit in when you have the stereos, the subwoofers, you have the wireless charging. My in, I just had a two-week, my daughter's two weeks old, just had her. So the in-laws are staying there. Name? Josephine, Joey. Nice. So you can convert it to a queen-size bed. She spits up on it, you throw it in the wash, you put it back on. So Love Sack is unbelievable. It's great for my family. Uh, you mentioned kind of straight off this couch and the playing on Sunday Night Football. But how, how do you, like the hardest thing I found when I got out of playing professionally is like motivating yourself. You know, because, I mean, your whole life, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania and then going to Syracuse and then in the NFL, you always have a team. You always have time. Hey, man, we're going – or at least there's a teammate to get you to go to the gym, even when it's not like a scheduled thing. Yeah. How'd you find ways to motivate yourself when you weren't in the league? My wife is a fitness instructor. So she was going and teaching all these workout classes, and I would come back, and I'm sitting there on the couch eating chips or a sandwich or whatever. So I started going and doing her workout classes. They were like hit workout classes. I've never done them before. I was getting my butt kicked. and I, I, Did you I, like her music or are you like, you got to change your music? There's a lot of women in the class, so uh, there was some like, some of the music choices weren't what I would have picked. Yeah, you should do like a hardcore, like gangster rap sort of class, hit class for her. Like, I'll do your playlist. You just do, you just do the exercises. Well, we're about to get back into it. She just had the baby, so she has to wait that like five or six week period and then we're going to get back into it. So I want to do something cool if I do end up retiring because there's still a chance I might play. Um, but I, one day I want to do like a triathlon where you got to really yeah. test yourself. Well, most of you guys, like I've been told, offensive linemen, like, okay, you're supposed to, like, that first six months, you got to lose all the weight. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never lose it, right? Is that, is that what you guys all we tell We either you? get super fat yeah. or we get, like, we look like we're starvation, like, feed the, like, Chris Snee, if you've seen Chris, his head is still massive, but he's got this little body. Right. Nick Hardwick is a guy in San Diego who, who does, who does uh, media stuff. Yeah. Like, he's still all tatted up, but looks like a, he's, he's a triathlete as well. So, were you working that way? Were you working towards being thin? I thought I was done. I tore my ACL, so I was rehabbing the ACL. I was like, I'm going to work on the golf game. I'm in Arizona. You know, I'm about to, I just got married, have a kid. And then, you know, you get that itch. You miss the guys. You miss being around it. I have been working for a commercial developer in real estate for the last three off seasons. So I go do that in the mornings. Or I work out in the mornings, go do that in the afternoons. And what better place to continue to grow the network than New York? So New York was not only to go back and finish my career where I started, it's the network. I learned this from Larry Fitzgerald. Every Tuesday, he would go meet with somebody. Justin Tuck did the same thing. So I was just following their examples. And uh, it it couldn't have gone better for me in New York. Um, Okay, let me ask you a couple things. Since we don't know if you're coming back or maybe you go into the media, you played for Kingsbury. Now he's going to be calling plays for Washington. Does that work? Does his style of play calling of offense, does it work? 100%. 100%. Guys will be open. I will guarantee you that. Look what Kyler was able to do. Now, I think there's some more interesting buzz of what's going to happen in the draft. It feels very eerily similar to when we had Josh Rosen, and then we bring in Kyler Murray. The Commanders had the second overall pick, but you bring in Cliff Kingsbury. He left he Vegas. Wants, he, wants, he wants to work with Caleb Williams. I think that makes a lot of sense. Can they make it happen, though? Uh-uh. What do you got to give up to move from two to one? I don't know if that's a, worth it. A lot, especially if you're Chicago. Now, Chicago's sitting on two first-round picks, but uh, I don't know, a, a ton. You know, they have that card 
that tells you how much you're supposed to move. But Caleb seems like even more valuable than that card to people because he's, he's that level of prospect. You play with Kyler. It did feel like, and again, this is outside looking in, that all the discussion about his work ethic, it felt like he was more locked in, more engaged this year than he was before he got hurt. Is that fair? I think he's always been locked in. He's a great competitor. He's always want to go out there and win. His talent has always been the best on any field that he's ever okay, been on. Okay, so but why did the narrative get out that he didn't? He liked to play Call of Duty. He didn't like to work. I think every guy in the NFL likes to play Call of Duty. <laughs> I like to golf, and no one gave me a hard time about the golf. But I mean, what, what happens is if you're playing quarterback, you're going to get the highest piece of the scrutiny. So obviously there was that the, the piece in the contract right. that talked about the gaming, and that just makes the, the the conversation go even further. The media runs with it. And he's got to put those fires out all season long. He came back this year and showed he's the franchise quarterback. This coming season, he's going to have a full year, and it really is going to show what he can do, or, or there's going to be a decision to be made. Um, okay, for you, what, 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 what would bring you back to the game? I want to play for the New York Giants. It's obviously, I don't want to just keep being a mercenary, hopping around. There's no offense to like the 49ers or the Chiefs. There's no benefit for me going to play for one of those teams unless I wanted to just chase a ring. But uh, I wanted to go finish when I started. I wanted to start something in the offensive line room for the New York Giants that uh, I learned from guys like Chris Snee, David Deal, Kevin Booth. But but you know how this world works, though, yeah. right? Cliff's down there in, in Washington. Know. You know he's going to call you. Ben McAdoo's in New England. Right. Those are guys that you've worked with before, yeah. and how it works is just like in business, all those connections, they're going to call you. You're going to say no? Well, look, if the Giants are offering the vet minimum and the commanders are offering something a little bit more, then we have to have a conversation. But I also been fortunate enough to play this game for 11 years. If I want to walk away and go you know, enjoy my time with my family and work on my golf game and work on the real estate a little bit, maybe come sit up here with you once in a while. Anytime. We'll make it happen. You're, you're welcome anytime. It's lovesack.com. We've done some stuff with Lovesack, and uh, uh, you may not swear by it, but your in-laws swear by it because they're currently sleeping on your couch, right? They're not going to leave. I, I got <laughs> to put one in their house now, so Lovesack's got to put one in their house. Perfect stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I appreciate it. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Will Golson. He joins us. And, um, Will, I, I, I know you like you lost your dad and your uncle to cancer, mm-hmm. right? I lost my dad to cancer. And the difference in the two of us is you're doing something about it. Right? Uh-huh. You're, you're doing something about it. What, what, uh, why are you here in, in terms of uh, fighting cancer? Uh, like you said, I lost my father, my uncle. My mom's been battling. One of my uncles survived, though. So, but um, just to to promote knowledge, uh, to prompt it, to get people to go out and get tested, get screened, uh, to break some fear, especially in my community, the black community. Uh, I guess a stigma on going to the doctor. Why? I, I have no idea. I think it's something about toughness, man. It's built into us to try to be tough, grit, bite the nail, keep going. It, it's kind of similar. Like, my dad, I, he, he was sick for, like, a year. He didn't even tell me. Like, dude, really? Yeah. Like, like really? It, it's, a, it's a weird thing that, that it's like you're not showing a weakness by saying, hey, something doesn't feel right. But for whatever reason, there is that stigma to it, isn't there? there? But think about this. How many times are you comfortable with having this conversation about cancer with another dude? Like, especially, like my father had prostate cancer, so he wasn't opened enough to be like, all right, hey, man, something's going on. I need to go to the doctor. What do you think? It's not a, it's not. Well, guys don't normal. have that level of conversations anyway, right? Well, we need to. We need I, to. I know we need to, but we, we do, there's all kinds of different things that guys like, we don't really, like you ask women like, oh, don't you guys talk about it? Like, no. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't, we talk about football. Exactly. <laughs> football is, um, anyway, I hear on behalf of the ACS, it's American Cancer Society, the NFL's crucial catch campaign, which works to promote the risk reduction and early detection. In other words, just like prostate cancer, mm-hmm. go get checked. Get screened. Get screened. Yeah. 
Go get, go get screened. Is it just that simple? Just it, go re- it really is. Like, you know, once you're over 40, you got to get the test done, right? But mm-hmm. then you got to get the blood, t- you should get your blood testing done every year. Yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, that's it? Like, yeah, that's it. You just run a plan on your blood. It's really quick, man. Really, really quick. Uh, tell me about you personally. What did you think of your year? Uh, I think it was productive. I think uh, my role changed. I uh, went from a starter to being a backup, but we got a lot of young guys, and they were rolling if you got a chance to watch us. But what's that like? Is it as, as, as I mean, honestly, how, how in terms of the emotional rewards for it? Oh, it's good. For me, like the type of man that I am, it is amazing to be able to see somebody go from practice and translate that to the game and know that you had somewhat of a, a little effect on it. Really? So you love that role? Don't you want to be out there doing it more? Oh, when I get the opportunity now, yeah. the, the switch is flicked when I get on the field. But it's I don't know what it is about it, but just seeing, like, I, like the young guys that came in, yeah, I saw them when they weren't the best, when they were real rookies. And then to see them transform into, like, real NFL players is crazy. How long does that take? Ooh, uh, it depends, I think. I think it depends on all of the different circumstances you come into the game with. So there's no, like, week four, week six that they you can see the change, you can see it flip? It's when you get that second win. You hit a, you hit a rookie wall for sure. You're coming right from college, right to camp, right to preseason, right to the season. And then for us, we went right to the playoffs. So once you pass that rookie wall, that mental knowing, like, oh, I belong here, I can do this, the sky's the limit. What's Baker like? Amazing, bro. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Real down to earth, real genuine guy, super competitive. Like, I walked through a dark alley with that guy. Why is it that everybody says that? Like, what is it about him? Like, he, because he's not, like, he's not 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He doesn't run a 4'4", four, four, right? He throws a good, but let's not act like he throws the best ball in the NFL. But it's the, it's the, that kind of quarterback, get behind me, and I can, I can, I can lead us, make you believe sort of thing. What is it, like, in a daily basis that makes guys, so many guys feel that way? For me, I can say that I like a guy who I know will knuckle up when it's time to knuckle up, and he's not going to shy away from that. So it's easy to follow somebody like that for me. Um, okay, what was Brady like? He was, man, that's somewhat in the same, I would say. Like, I would knuckle up with Brady, Have you? Too. By the way, you've been doing this, I think, what, 11 years in the league? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could you go through all the different quarterbacks? I think I can tell you every single quarterback I play with. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Let's, let's do this. Let's have a little fun. Hold on. Let me, let me bring up the Tampa page. Ooh. Tampa Bay football reference. Give me one second. Just, I just want to make sure I get, I get, it, I get it right. Okay. Uh, okay, so you're drafted in 2013. So you came in, okay, and uh, Lovey was your coach your first year, right? Nope. He wasn't? Greg Shiano. Shiano was your first, your yes, first coach? Yes, sir. Now, he, he wanted every room at 68 degrees. Is that right? It was not a joke. <laughs> it was 68. not a joke. <laughs> so you, you come out of Michigan State. Yep. And you come, and they're like, hey, man, this dude likes every room at 50, 68 degrees. Can I be honest? Another thing that I can share, that my bed was tilted, or my feet were automatically elevated. And I had no idea what was going on for, like, the first th- I'm not going to complain. I'm wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So, but that was mandated by the coach? I don't think it was mandated. I just think it was just a sports science thing. Before sports science yeah, got real big, yeah, yeah. super into it. So, so you had your, your foot ele- elevated? Or, or my, do- my bed was sloped, and my feet was elevated. But your bed was sloped down, and then your feet were up? So my head was down. Yes. Were up. Yep. What was the purpose of that? I have no idea. I didn't ask. Wouldn't you be lightheaded when you wake up? I didn't ask a single question, man. I came to work to work. <laughs> okay, so your quarterback your first year, Greg Schiano, Greg Schiano, uh, is who? Uh, Josh Freeman. And then didn't they trade Josh that year? 
And then it was Glennon and or went what? from Josh to Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon to you know we had Josh McCowan. Yes. Then we had Jameis Winston. Yes. Then we had um, uh, Fitz Patch, Fitz Magic. Yeah, Fitz Magic. After Fitz Magic, we got. We had Jameis most we got, of the time. Yeah, oh wait, so we went from. Fitz Magic to Jameis in the same year. So yeah. after Jameis, we got Tom. Yeah. After Tom, we got Baker. Uh, okay. So, uh, what about um, uh, what about Jameis? What's he like? He actually is a really down to earth guy, man. I think he's just misunderstood. He's he's one of the, the most coolest and genuine people. Like, it's hard for me to say anything bad about any of these guys. They they are genuine. All quarterbacks kind of ha- you have to have right? that qu- you have to have that quality, right? Yeah, a little bit of it's like a, a, a certain part of their charisma that gets the people to go around. They're like po- I'm telling you, they're like politicians, mm. and they're and I don't know if you've experienced this. Like if they came up and sit down here as an interview, and I don't know them from Adam. By the end of the interview, I'm like, man, I'm a fa- I, I want to be. Are we friends? Are Both we boys? Are we are we gonna go have beers? And then they like walk away, and then they go do it to somebody else. It's, it's an amazing talent that they have. I need that. Uh, yes, that's what politicians have. They have that same thing. You're like, I hate this guy. I can't stand this guy. Then you meet him, like, I kind of like that guy. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never thought of it like that. It's it's honestly the exact same thing. They have that. It's the I don't. It's the French call the je ne sais quoi. I don't know what je ne sais quoi. But what, whatever. What's it like to win a Super Bowl? Man, it's and your year was nuts. Oh, because it was into it was COVID. Okay, mm. it was COVID. You had to go on the road. You win three on the road, right? Including in Green Bay. In Green Bay, right? Uh, take me back to the Green Bay game. Oh. when they're driving down the field late, hey, and I I felt like you guys had Aaron Jumpy. Yo, I was going to say like the me. I'm in the game. I'm thinking about the score. The B gaps wide open. Wouldn't run it. Listen, I try to spin in and close it. I swipe at his ankles. He jumps over my hand. I'm like, oh, no, I missed the tackle. We about to lose. And he threw the ball. I was like, oh, man. Why would he wouldn't run there late? That was so weird. He did get the guy thinking about it. We was on him. Shaq was on him. JPP was on him. Sue was on him. V was on him. Everybody was like, it was a destructive game for the defense. Okay, so then you go home. You win a Super Bowl in the town that you live in. Yeah. What's that like? Yep. You know when I knew I was going to win? What? The beginning of the game, they got the Kansas City Chiefs hype. They did their, you know, pregame cry. Yeah. And said, all right, everybody from Tampa. And we do Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. And it was the loudest I've ever heard in my life. Well, it helped they didn't have an offensive line that game either. Didn't matter to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't put them out there, Coach. We just go against um, Brady got wasted. Were you, on, were, were you on one of those boats when he was, he was white boy wasted? Listen, it, it, it wasn't just Brady. His just was televised. I'll tell you now. <laughs> We didn't know that the media was going to be there after the boats. I don't think anybody knew. We got off the boats and we looked, and it's a, a plethora of cameras. And looking at the top of the boat, I'm looking at Vita. I look down. I said, man, I don't think I can do any of this. And then when you look on camera, you can see it in everybody's eyes. We just had the time of our lives. Oh, yeah, the time. Had the time of, uh, last thing, you've been to the top of the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. You get to, to go through it. There's a lot that you got to go through, right? A, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And you see guys who they get towards the end of their career and they're just trying to get a taste of what you've been able to experience. Not the playoffs, but the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Oh, my God, it's worth it. It's like being immortalized in the game. You'll never forget that game. 
Not not nobody really. Nine points. Thirty one to nine against Pat Mahomes. And in your home in your hometown? Yes, the first to do it in Tampa Bay. And you had the goat as your as your quarterback Ooh, as well. It was amazing, man. That was amazing. Hey, enjoy the victory lap. Thanks for what you're doing with the ACS. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being our guest. Appreciate you. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, kind enough to be joined by a couple of New York Jets. Uh, Brees Hall, who well, we got a lot of information to get out of Brees. And Quincy Williams, <laughs> talented linebacker. And uh, join us on behalf of Bounty. Um, Brees, let me start with you. Uh, if I were to tell you that your quarterback in college was the starting quarterback for the Niners in the Super Bowl, what would your reaction be? Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I would just be surprised if it happened so fast. But um, just me living with me, you know, Brock was my roommate as well as my quarterback. So just being around him, the type of guy he is, I'm just knowing how hard he works. It doesn't surprise me that he's how come, he is. How come, take me back, I'm a Big 12 guy, an Oklahoma State guy. Mm-hmm. And he, but he, it was, you, he kind of struggled there later on in his career. Why? What happened? Bro, Oklahoma State's defense was always so good versus they always played so good versus us. But um, I don't know. I just feel like at Iowa State, you know, a lot of guys, um, you know, a lot of schools get more talented players than us. So sometimes it boils down to that. But um, our last year, we beat Oklahoma State when they were number. Well, I was three. I was talking about just Oklahoma. I wasn't like personalized Oklahoma State. I'm just like you guys. He you guys kind of when he was young, he kind of came out of nowhere, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I don't want to say plateaued, but. There was like there was kind of a ceiling there, and I think that's why he went in mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant, right? Right. And uh, he didn't have as good a senior season as people thought he would have. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if you want to provide some insight with it. That's all. Uh, no, I mean I think we all didn't have as good of a season as we wanted. We went from you know winning the Fiesta Bowl, beating Oregon, to you know we were eight and five and playing in the um, Cheez It Bowl versus Clemson, which we should we were easily a ten win team. But you know sometimes things just happen. But I always knew Brock had potential to be, do whatever he wanted to do in the league. Q, what, what was this season like for you? Oh, man, the season, I mean, it was a roller coaster. But the biggest roller thing, coaster? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like it'd be roller coaster. Earthquake. Man, it was a roller coaster, I mean, man. I mean, listen, I, I just, I, as the viewer at home. Ah, uh, let's hear it. Hold on, no, no. Aaron comes out with the flag. Being at the game was crazy, too. <sighs> the yeah. place was nuts. And then four plays in. You're like, oh my God, what, what, what happened? What's that? What's that feeling like? For me, just um, being on the offense. You know, I get my first, my first snap for Aaron from Aaron Rodgers, from Aaron Rodgers, and I get a big, get big run, and I go out, and I come back in another play, and I just see him. He's looking up at the sky like there's no way this already happened, and um, just knowing, I knew something was serious, was wrong with him because of the way he looked at me when I was running back on the field. So this sucked. It's heartbreaking for sure. Q, when you guys were over on the sideline, was there a murmur like, yeah, like, a, like Achilles? Because because we like, who that is on the ground, and we was like, hold on, they say eight. It was like, all right, y'all. Coach was going through things. It was like, hold on, coach, we need to, we need to find out what's going on. Then he got up, he got up, took another plate. Yeah, it was like, all right, we good. What's going on? Then he was like, hey, y'all, Aaron in the tent. It's like, whoa, hold on now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you get that little feeling in your stomach. Did, was there, like, a murmurs on the sideline about the Achilles, or you guys are just playing and you don't? Like, what, what is it really like on the sideline when that thing is going on? When the when I ran up back out on the field and the trainers were talking to him, I heard him whisper it, and I was like, oh. And I didn't say anything to anybody else because I was sitting right by him and kind of, like, kneeled over and heard him say it. So it was like, wow, this is crazy. The craziest part is you win that game. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was an insane football game that you end up 
winning. Mm-hmm. And so then there's got to be the mix of emotions of like, we just lost it's eight. It's kind of like a bigger thing too, though. So like, it's kind of like a boost up too, though. So like that happens and it's like, Aaron's still saying like, hey, go out there. Like, I'm, I'm going to be back out here and things mm-hmm. like that. So you hear him, he was like, all right, bet. We got to make sure when Aaron comes back. We got to hold it down a little you bit. You feel me? Yeah. When he come back, we got he got a manageable game. You feel me? So you having that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Reese, what about, what about for you? Um, how would you characterize this year? Um, it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, for me, I was just excited to be back, and I wanted to, you know, play a full healthy season, and I did that. So, um, regardless of you know all the ups and downs we had, I was just blessed to be healthy and come out healthy at the end of the season. Quincy, for you guys on the defensive side, so oftentimes um, you guys were called upon to win games, right? Yeah. To, to win games, I, I did. Like again, outwardly, I thought you guys did a much better job this year of. Not being the defense and the offense being a team, but on a daily basis, what's that like? How did you guys kind of stay together? Yeah, so uh, when me saying that it was a roller coaster, like it was a lot of ups and downs, but I wouldn't change like the people who I was on the roller coaster with. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So like with everything that was coming out of the media and stuff, a lot of that stuff we didn't really see. So like this last interview, he told me something. I said, bro, I ain't know nothing. You yeah. know, I ain't know nothing about that because in the locker room and in the uh, in that facility, everybody was glued together. The focus mm-hmm. was going one and no. So like we didn't get the results we wanted sometimes, but the focus was there. And like I told him, like the way you can tell about a team. Like the next year, it's like go watch their last couple of games. Like you feel me? We ain't going to the playoffs, but let's see how they play. Cause most of those guys gonna be back. You feel me? So so you uh, you can you can tell if a team is united if me? they're like engaged oh, engaged. If, yeah. Like the last couple, if they're just like laying down like some if dogs. If I'm already talking about the Bahamas, like hey, we are gonna go to the Bahamas the first <laughs> week. You feel me? Like you ain't engaged. You feel me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> one, one, uh, was it one two three Cancun? You know, don't need a, <laughs> Yeah. Don't one need two a, three Cancun. Um, does Pacheco run harder than dudes, or is it just the style that he runs that looks like he's run hard? He looks like he's angry at the ground. Hey, oh, yeah, he definitely back, does. He, uh, he's good. He runs hard. He could catch. Um, he blocks. You know, I think he does everything no, bro, really well. He hard, bro. Yeah. Like, he a high runner, but he run hard. Like, I mean, I tackled him a couple of times, but, like, he wanted no running back that you go against. you like, all right, let me go on. Make sure my pass strapped a little bit yeah. tighter today. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, you guys are here on behalf of Bounty. There's these wings that have been sitting here that have been untouched. Uh, but basically, that, that Bounty's got to clean everything up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I you got to clean everything I mean, up. You can't have football without wings, and you can't have wings without Bounty because you got to stay go. clean. So. And they extra sausage, too. So yeah. you know you're going you know no you to need that paper towels. <laughs> what's, your, what's your wing order? My wing order, I'm going to go, see, I'm going to go down south. Yeah. And I'm going to get... Cajun ranch fries with honey mustard lemon pepper wings. Honey mustard lemon pepper wings. I'm gonna get a hot lemon pepper wing. So it's hot with lemon pepper sprinkles on the top, straight from the hood. That's southern wings hit a little different, Reese. Oh, yeah. they, they, oh, yeah. they hit a little different. What about you? What's your wing order? Um, with fries, I'm gonna do Louisiana voodoo fries. So they gonna have everything on occasion. Oh, yeah. yeah, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. <laughs> I'm honey barbecue mango habanero with some ranch. Ooh, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm good. Um, okay, well, so you got to you got to pick up your bounty, right? For the Super Bowl, and of course, you guys got your bounty letter jackets. Anything else yeah. we need to know? Hey, they're my wingman. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he are you? You're his wingman. He's not your wingman. He is my wingman. You know, we united in this thing. You feel me? I, I mean, look, <laughs> wingman. I, we're just we're just happy the Jets' offense and defense <laughs> can get along this well after the season's over. Oh, yeah. that's, that's great. That bodes well for the future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, thanks for joining us so much. Thank, Thank you. For it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, it's great to have Dehani Jones stop by. Of course, uh, we remember him as a linebacker in the National Football League, but he's done so many things off the field while playing, since playing. And he joins us um, he, uh, today on behalf of uh, Cafe Momentum, right? Cafe Momentum. What's yes, Cafe, sir. What's Cafe Momentum? Uh, Cafe Momentum is a 
an amazing organization. And if you can see right around the other side, there's a bunch of kids that are wandering around. And all those kids are justice-involved, at-risk youth. They've come out of the juvenile justice system and they've found a, a new way in order to kind of build themselves back up and, and find a way to be empowered and find a way to, to get people to believe in them, right? Our system, our system is a, your table's a little wonky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your system, our systems are a little bit messed up, right? And there's a lot of problems that we need to solve in society. And so Stand Together works alongside Stand Together Foundation and Player Coalition and the NFL to identify these different places where a restaurant can actually go into place, right? And so we have a restaurant in Dallas, we have a restaurant that's soon to be coming to, to Denver and hopefully places like Baltimore where these young people can go out of the system and into these restaurants and find a new way to live life. So they work? Yeah, they work. It's a 12, it's a 12 month program of which they actually get paid, right? And they start off as like, you know, you, you start off as washing dishes and then you become like a line cook and then you start working and serving people. And so it's a great way to, what I like to call, rewire yourself. Right. So, so but why do you do this? You know, like so, so many guys, they do it when they play yeah. because they like it to look good, <laughs> right? You don't have to do this. Why? No, I think it's important to give back. I think that's number one. I think it's number two. There are some big problems in society today that a lot of people, you know, are walking away from and not moving towards and stand together. We move towards things. We don't walk away from things. You know, during COVID, you know, there were a lot of people that were financially affected due to COVID-19. And so I had worked alongside Stand Together. We, you know, we helped two, close to 200,000 people get back up on their feet, right? And so when I think about the organization and I think about their impact, I think about other ways of which I can make a difference. And so collectively, we do a lot of things. There's another organization, um, Cali Sweeney, who's uh, part, of the, you know, uh, part of the NFL. He's got a program, Downtown Boxing Gym in Detroit, which works with young people that are f coming from school and the after-school program, helps them find their, their, uh, you know, found, find their way. And they've had a 100% graduation rate. Right? So I can point to all these different nonprofits and organizations that Stand Together works with, and I just find that the organization does some amazing work. And so that's why I love doing it, because I think people gave me a chance, they empowered me, they believed in me, and I believe in them too. It, it's great, but so many guys, again, they get to their post-career, and they're like, man, now I want to, now I want to just kind of keep stacking money, I want to live somewhere comfortable. Well, you, and can do, you can do that too. There's yeah. nothing wrong with stacking the chips, hanging out, coming to the Super Bowl, having fun, meeting people, working, and things like that. But, like, what's the, what's the purpose of life, right? My coach at University of Michigan, Lloyd Carr, would always talk about it's not about you. It's about something greater than yourself, sure. right? So if you want to find your mission and purpose in life, you have to, you know, you have to look inward in order to kind of project outward. And I think, you know, looking across, and by, and by the way, you can stop by 11 to 1 o'clock and everybody send them over there to Radio Road. There's going to be some young people over there. Have some conversations with them. Me and them, they're going to be serving food, but hear their story, right? Not everybody has the opportunity that you have. Sure. Not everybody gets a second chance, like I'm sure you no, no have doubt. gotten, Absolutely. just like myself, right? Yeah. So we all need to be able to understand that second chances are important. Not everybody has those. There's some obstacles and there's other challenges and barriers that are in the way. So we need to relieve those so that everybody can ultimately reach their higher purpose and their goal. Dahani Jones joining us here, Doug Gottlieb, show on Fox Sports Radio. Football-wise, what is it like to watch your own model win a national championship? It's beautiful. You know, I think uh, I was talking to someone earlier today, and everybody essentially got what they wanted, right? Michigan got our national championship, which is fantastic, right? And I'm looking back, and the last time we had a national championship was when I was there. Sure. Right? Harbaugh got, you know, his opportunity to go to the NFL, and Coach Moore is now running the show. So I'm, I'm just excited and 
I loved getting all the different phone calls from family and friends that went to the game, spent time at the game, and just, you know, Michigan is the greatest university in the world, so what can I say? And uh, everybody's walking around with their, their maize and blue on and, and high-fiving and, you know, saying go blue to each person. And I think this it's just like a phenomenal energy. Who's the guy who you played with or against in the league who, when it was the down years and when it was bad, was texting you and calling you and rubbing it in on how down Michigan was. Because <laughs> listen, so all, I'm, I an, I, I'm an Oklahoma State guy. I played Oklahoma, basketball at Oklahoma State. We got stomped last night by Houston. We are not good this year. It's hard to watch. And there are, I have plenty of dudes that played at Kansas. Like, what happened to your program? You know, and I'm, I'm waiting for the day that we get back to where we need to get to. I'm sure as big, you know, the biggest rivalry in the sport, I'm sure there's an Ohio State guy or two that was making sure you knew exactly how bad Michigan was when it was at the bottom. Oh, there was, uh, there's a, there was a or, lot of people. Or just couldn't but beat Ohio I, State. Let, let me, just let me, couldn't beat Ohio State let me, forever. Let me, let me explain something to you. Everybody looks towards Michigan, and they know that we've always been on the mountaintop. So I could just point to any and everybody that's walking around Media Row, and every single one of them has said to me at some point before we won the national championship, you know, how's Michigan going to do this year? You know, whether it be Ron Dane, whether it be Eddie George, it, it, it doesn't matter what school you went to. Everybody is envious of the greatest university in the world. I, 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 I so get it, but like it, COVID. It doesn't like, matter, everybody, every single person. The, like the COVID year was, it was it was a bottom out year, right? And it was bad. Penn State was bad too. I get it. But those, the couple years before that, it was, couldn't beat Ohio State. And there was a lot of people like, dude, get rid of this Harbaugh guy. He's goofy. He took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Right? So there had to be moments there where dudes like, uh, once again, Michigan's let me, not let me, as... At- let me explain something to you. Yes. Okay. Again, Michigan is the greatest university in the world. Okay? <laughs> we were established in 1817. We run the show. All right? All these different companies that are out here, all these different businesses, all these different casinos are supported by the University of Michigan. Every single person that's not a part of the Michigan crew, the Michigan mafia, were all saying to me, are you guys ever going to get back on track? Is Michigan going to ever go back to yeah. the national championship where you played? Yeah. Right? They said it every single person. Yes. If you were involved in sports and yes. you did not go to Michigan, you called me out. Now I'm basically saying to you, thank you so much for your uh, advice and enthusiasm, yes. but the team won. Um, I have a question about Cafe Momentum. By the way, go to cafemomentum.org slash Super Bowl. What kind of food? Uh, well, at the restaurant in Dallas, all different types of fare. Uh, meaning all different types of food, depending upon the season and such. But over here um, at the booth, there's going to be different sandwiches and other things. Um, but most importantly, it's going to be talking to the kids. No, I know. I right? Know. But I just want to know what kind of food. Well, I mean, they have uh, um, the hot, hot was it hot honey biscuit sandwich, which yeah. is basically um, uh, with, with Chick- chicken. Chicken sandwich, yeah. Chicken sandwich. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But, you know, what they really like to do is, depending upon the season, create different dishes. And when the young people come through, they're actually learning about the process, not only the process of the restaurants, but also understanding how food is sourced, where food is sourced from, the seasonality. So they become chefs. They become these little chefs, right? Um, just be, you know. So everybody's learning a specific thing, and they change they, they change pretty frequently. Don, it's good to catch up, man. Thank you. Thanks for what you're doing. I appreciate it's it. It's cafemomentum.org slash Super Bowl. All right, that's it for In the Bonus. Check out the Daily Radio Show. We'll be live at Radio Row tomorrow at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. And, of course, just download the podcast. You can take it with you, listen to you, anywhere you go. Live from Radio Row, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.